Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Hey, happy Monday, everybody. Welcome into the PHNX Cardinals podcast presented to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Be sure to like, subscribe, leave us a five-star wherever <laughs> you get your podcast. I'm Johnny Venerable, joined by Bull Brock, downtown Phoenix at the PHNX headquarters, and DA Damian Anderson back again with us here on a Monday. And gentlemen, we've had a little bit of time, roughly 24 hours, to digest the Cardinals Narrow loss at the hands of the Philadelphia Eagles. I'm going to kick it over to my man, D.A., first, because, D.A., we didn't have you on the postgame show yesterday. Give us your initial thoughts and assessment as to what took place and how would you feel as a Cardinal fan today? As a Cardinal fan, I think that it's natural to be upset, just given the loss, right? They were so close. You had so many opportunities uh, to win the football game, whether it be the kick game, the shot miss to Ertz on the corner, Hollywood dropped Hollywood pass by, uh, I mean, pass dropped by Hollywood Brown, or the scramble and not getting enough yards by Kyler there at the end of the game. And defensively, you know, letting them go on an eight-minute drive and not getting off the field and getting the ball back to your offense. So yep. coupled with all those things, right, I think that you're frustrated. But as a former player, knowing where they are as a team, knowing where it is in the season, I'm encouraged still. I think that I think that uh, DeAndre Hopkins is a, is a key piece to this team and for Vance Joseph and company to hold Philly to 20 points and do the same against, you know, defending champions. I mean, that's that's kudos, right? You think that with this offense, Johnny Bo, that this team should be able to put up enough points to score more than 20 points. So I think it's understandable frustration, but I think that it's, you know, room for optimism given what this team currently is and where the NFL landscape is. I don't even have to be a former player to be encouraged by this team, D.A. I, I think that you should be with how tight they played Philly. Sure, the frustration of a game kind of slipping from your grasp there and somebody missing like Matt Amendola did 43 yards to potentially send this thing to overtime or the other opportunities potentially to win the game outright. Yeah, you, you should absolutely feel that. But the Arizona Cardinals are still in a pretty prime position to go three and three with without DeAndre Hopkins, get that big piece back here and hopefully remedy a lot of their woes, especially with the slow starts. I'd like to see come week six that they start to show that they can be a decent offense even without DeAndre Hopkins because we haven't seen that since he's exited the lineup all the way back to last season. But I'm with you. You know, there are a ton of variables that go into this. It's it's more than just Kyler Murray 
slid before the sticks and that there was no, you know, uh, as far as situational awareness from the players and the head coach. I understand the frustration, but at the end of the day, guy missed the kick. Cardinals lose by three. They had all the momentum in that game. But look, I'd be encouraged by this team. We're going to look at some of the pro football focus grades. We're going to look at a couple of the players that are trending up for this team. And you should be encouraged. I, I get the frustration, but at the same time, I, I like how this team played yesterday. Marcus in the chat, 21 points per game when you have an offensive coach and money spent there isn't good enough. And I would say I agree with that, Marcus. It does feel like, and I said this on PHNX Best earlier today, that scoring is down around the NFL. The Bengals, the Ravens last night, what was that, 19 to 17? So again, no excuses made. The offense has to be better. The defense has given up. 18 points per game the last three weeks. The Cardinals are one and two. The two losses that they have, the defense gave up 20 points. And a large reason for that, gentlemen, is this young nucleus on defense. And before we get to Cliff Kingsbury and his comments today, you know, I'm encouraged by the ascension of a guy like Byron Murphy, who has come into this contract year and has proven at 24 years old, I can be a number one corner. Not like a, a cliche, you know, I'm a number one corner, except for when I face top tier receivers. What he did yesterday against A.J. Brown, what he did against Devontae Adams, what they're going to ask him to do against D.K. Metcalf this weekend is something that we all envision he once upon a time could do. He was more than just a slot receiver. Then you couple that with Isaiah Simmons, D.A., and you know I didn't have a chance to key on him as much as I would like. I came back today. I was watching some tape. I looked at the advanced statistics. I mean, he was maybe one of their best players on defense yesterday. You have to be encouraged if you're an Arizona Cardinal fan. He misses all but six snaps, or excuse me, he plays all but six snaps defensively. Simmons is out there making tackles. He was their number one tackler yesterday. I mean, how encouraged were you from the young, youthful Cardinals on defense, especially Isaiah Simmons? Well, I like the fact that he was around the ball, Johnny. Uh, I think... For me, looking at like you talk about advance, you look at reverse statistics and look how tight ends have done against the Arizona Cardinals. And you break it down to Kelsey, you break it down to Higby. And I believe yeah. that it's uh, and he's like a hybrid uh, from L.A. to Skoranek, as well as Goddard yesterday. Right. That gives the Cardinals problems in the addition. Right. Of their ability to rush the ball at least five, you know, five yards per carry in key situations. But going back to Isaiah Simmons, I think him being around the ball, like Zayvon Collins, the more that he plays, the more experience and familiarity he's going to get with the position. I'd like to see him more of a, in an in a assertive role rather yeah. than it seems as though that he's reacting the majority of the time, like in those tight end situations where the tight ends, you know, gets about five or six yards before he's touched. And then we see Isaiah Simmons, you know, blurring across the screen to make the tackle. So I'd rather see him being at the point of attack and, you know, identifying the play before it happens. But, I mean, that's going to take time. And I know that we all have this sense of urgency given the draft pick status and what they get paid, and that's understandable. But I think that you have to look around the league, Johnny. You said that scoring's down. And I think that when you also pair it with the success of the league of some of these quarterbacks, some of them had great tutelage, and and the coaches have been doing it for some time. And you just take Patrick Mahomes. He had a good quarterback – before him, you know, his predecessor, and he had Andy Reid, right, and all those pieces around him. So Kyler is, is building to that. Cliff is building to that. I just think it takes time. And I'm not trying to sit up here and be diehard Cardinals fans. I'm just trying to be, you know, spit facts and be reality here, that this mm-hmm. team, I think, is yesterday, Bo, I think showed us a lot. And although it just sucks because they didn't win the football game. 
Right. Yeah, absolutely. I, I like Rick James, or I actually don't like Rick James bringing in the Catman, Chandler Catanzaro flashbacks. That did bring back some some odd memories for this team where they were yeah. just kind of a place kicker away. Uh, I see LV7 or LVL7, Brian Burns, Brian Burns would take this team to the next level. I tend to agree with it. Are, are we at the at the point now where it's the definition of insanity for the Arizona Cardinals with these outside pass rushers not getting any, not eating at all, not getting home. We're seeing it from the inside of this defense. We're seeing Zach Allen. We're seeing J.J. Watt. We're seeing guys and from exotic blitz packages like Byron Murphy create pressure, but we're not seeing it from the guys that need to do it on each and every play. Brian Burns, I'm already, I'm jump, I'm jumping on that bandwagon. LVL seven, absolutely, I'll be pounding my table uh, now for the Cardinals to pull off a deal for him. But uh, Isaiah Simmons, I love to see him and Zayvon Collins around the football together. You love to see it; those guys are kind of linked together as back-to-back first-round picks. But Isaiah Simmons, thirteen total tackles, eight solo tackles. I thought that he had one of his finest games as a pro. Sure, you'd like to see Johnny more plays that impact the game, but, you know, he, he, he had a role yesterday and he, he stepped in, finally got close to, you know, the, the snaps that we wanted to see from him, but uh, you still want to see a little bit more from a guy that utilized an eighth overall pick from, but solid performance. Well, we, and look where we were two weeks ago. He wasn't yeah. playing at all. I mean, we have to take these wins as they come to us. These That's a moral victory of Isaiah Simmons playing the he had majority 15 of the snaps, defensive snaps. He had 13 tackles yesterday. It's yeah, <laughs> it's, I mean, it's baby steps. It's baby steps with Isaiah. And I even saw, I was, I was sitting next to the great Frank Sanders yesterday watching the game, and I even saw Zavin have to put Isaiah Simmons somewhere because he didn't mm. know where to line up defensively. And I'm like, Isaiah, you've been in this defense, my man, for three-plus years, like, Zayvon Collins has been in this defense for about 18 months. So I, I want to see growth and growth. Damian Frank have always told us comes with playing Isaiah Simmons third year. Now, now into his fourth year, he, or excuse me, his third year. Now he is not going to get better by not playing. And I think Cardinal fans knew that. I think Steve Kime knew that they put Nick vigil and IR. Hopefully he can get, he can rest up and come back at some point this year. But at that point, I want to see Isaiah Simmons take this job and run with it. And again, I think, defensively they're overachieving i thought and i got called out on twitter somebody came at me and said johnny you said this year like they were going to give up 25 to 30 points per game early on they're giving up what under 20 potentially for the season you take out that kansas city game which was an outlier they weren't ready they weren't prepared defense has been fantastic and it's i mean i don't love everything that vance joseph does i thought the it was a demoralizing 14 play drive eight minutes chewing up the clock dropped interception, all that to say they gave up two field goals in the second half. Like they're, they are giving this team chances to win with a coach. That's an offensive minded head coach, a $45 million quarterback, a bunch of weapons like DA. I mean, it's, it's on the offense. It's on Cliff Kingsbury to, to get this right. Because if I'm Vance Joseph, I'm like, well, I'm playing all the young guys now and people are getting better. Vance Joseph and, and you know, his stigma against young players. Well, Maze Sanders played yesterday. Byron Murphy should should get all pro votes this year. Jalen Thompson agreed. J- Zach Allen, these guys are flourishing. And then on the offense, we, we're just MIA for a quarter and a half to begin every game. Yeah, they're waiting for that breakout game, whether it be, you know, and you're seeing glimpses, right, of Hollywood yeah. or Kyler. And I think off- offensively, the this, this strategy has been preservation. I mean, what do they have besides Kyler? And we've talked about this at, at length, guys, right? Like, Kyler is the reason why this team has X amount of primetime games, 
why they're, you, you know, they're hard knocks. They're, they're the reason why people pay attention to the Arizona Cardinals because he is a superstar. And we're waiting for those moments. But I think in comparison where we see a guy like Jalen Hurts, who's 220 pounds, Kyler's who knows what his weight is. Maybe I'm just going to throw out there and say maybe around 200 pounds. So they yeah. know that what he means. I know it doesn't, you know, it's not an easy pill to swallow. And people are like, whatever, just go out there and play. But this is a long season, right? And I'd rather see this team go three and three, you know, at, at this seven mark break when they're getting DeAndre Hopkins back. And then they could open it up a little bit and the backup quarterback can come back as well. Because I think without Kyler, we all know that this season's somewhat lost and maybe that doesn't get communicated as well. But this defense is playing out their ass, Johnny. I mean, they're doing a great job. The inability to get to the quarterback, I think, is a concern and at times stop the run. But they're playing well enough to win football games. They're giving the offensive, uh, you know, the offense time. They're giving them opportunities to win the football games. And I think. You know, if you make some comparisons and you, you looking back and, and how they played yesterday, I think at the start, why the reason why the Cardinals start so slow at times is because, unfortunately, they do go three and out. And then the opposition goes on multiple play drives where their mm-hmm. defense can't get off the field and score touchdowns. And next thing you know, it's second quarter. So the, the, the opposing teams have to score points, right, in order for the Cardinals to have that big of a differential in the first half. So that being said, the defense, you know, struggled. Again, Johnny, we'll go with game one against the Chiefs and have responded well the last three games. And we've liked what we've seen, and they've given the offense a chance to win. With the money invested, you expect more from that offense. Well, you had a chance to speak with Cliff Kingsbury today at his Monday presser, and I know we've got things to touch on. Max Williams is back, Antoine Wesley, IR. What were some of Cliff's takeaways from yesterday and moving to this week? It was interesting. I asked Cliff, I was like, did the – the situation yesterday after the Kyler Murray slide, you know, that they thought was a first down, very clearly thought was a first down, you know, does it change how you prepare for those those situations going forward? He says he said no. You, you can't you can't kind of set that up in a practice situation, you know, like you 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 think he very clearly got the first. You've got people yelling Kyler's ear, he's got his coaches on the sideline, he's got his his teammates on the field saying clock it, clock it, clock it. And they were just operating, you know, the scoreboard operators got it first and 10. I don't know if, you know, Frank Sanders says they're not looking up there, but, you know, it was just mass confusion with a running clock and they're running a hurricane field goal. Um, it's just one just rare circumstance where you're just kind of screwed and the Arizona Cardinals ended up, you know, not getting the, 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 the right play and the right play obviously is kicking it through the uprights and in, 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 uh, getting the field goal there. But uh, no, I mean, there wasn't much, you know, there's not much you can do as far as the league, as far as the spot and, you know, why it wasn't reviewed or anything like of, of, of that matter. Um, yeah, Cliff didn't have much, you know, close to 24 hours later about that sequence of events that was just complete chaos and ended up ripping Cardinals fans hearts out with a devastating, another devastating loss at home. How big is it? How big of a deal is it that Antoine Wesley is out? I know they got A.J. Greenback kind of cooking a little bit yesterday. I mean, the, this receiving core, it, it looks like they're just trying to survive until D-Hop comes back. And, D.A., we talked about it on the postgame presser yesterday. Like, I'm all for welcoming Hopkins back. He's one of their best players, no doubt. He's also over 30 years old. And this is Kyler's fourth year in the offense. He's on pace for 20 touchdowns this year, passing the football. Like, it has to be more than just D-Hop's out. That's why this offense isn't working. I don't. I don't love those excuses being made. And I don't feel like Cliff's making those excuses, Bo. I just feel like that's externally, that's what I'm hearing. And even Cliff himself said 
after that last season and the fact that they weren't moving the ball effectively during that losing streak in 2021, that Cliff said, we were too dependent on Hopkins. I have to be better. I don't really feel like that's happened yet. I I could be wrong, but it it feels like we're all just kind of binding our time till the DeAndre Hopkins is a fantastic player. He's an all pro pro caliber wide receiver, but this team pushed all their eggs into the offensive basket. Regardless, there should be enough to supplement scoring a single point on offense in the first quarter. I just, I am not a fan of D hop's going to save this team. I think he's going to help exponentially, but to me, it's like this, we've had five weeks now sample size. This is not good enough from what we're seeing from Cliff and Kyler. Johnny, you're you're right. With the expectation, with the investment, money spent, the expectations this team's supposed to go out there with or without DeAndre Hopkins and score roughly 20 to 25 points per game. The slow starts, I, I don't know if it's if it's uh preparation and trying to run bubble screens and setting up for plays in the second half, right? Like we we don't know because as you know, uh Fr- Frank and I have you know communicated that they try and script like roughly like the first 10 to 20 plays just right. to get some a feel of what the defense is going to do. And just those, you know, I'd say they go with Cliff's identity, those bubble screens or those, you know, reverses that haven't been that effective, right? We see other teams run screens. We see other t- teams run reverses, and they, they have success with it. Maybe it's the latter part of the game when it should be ran, but I think deservingly so the fans should be, you know, I would say questioning. I think that he, the, the jury's still out, right? We're only in, at game five, and the, the Cardinals have a lot of time to respond and make the playoffs and do everything that they said that they were going to do or, or what they, you know, the fans expect them to do. But I think that it's within the fans' rights and everyone who watches this podcast and whoever wants, you know, a Cardinals fan to question what's going on with the offense right now, Bo, with the inconsistency, with, with the inconsistency, inconsistency, with the inability to get, you know, score points in the first quarter and get off to these slow starts. Because as we saw this, we thought that this defense was patchwork, right? And the offense was going to be all-star. And it's been quite, you know, apparently the, 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 the you know, it's really been the difference. The defense has been playing well and the offense has, has had to catch up. Brother Noomsy, I mean, that's that's my biggest issue is the Greg Dorch lack of playing time. It, it's head scratching. Not only does Cliff Kingsbury, it's not a fireable offense. Like he should be arrested. Like they need to go to the facility in Tempe, put him in cuffs because it's an absolute injustice that it's Greg not Dorch. Change. It's not changing though. He's Money. not. No, absolutely. Money, guys. I mean, Money. as far as what Rondell Moore's role is, it, it's it was what Greg Dorch was playing. He can't even get on the field. We see Andre Bacellia out snap him. I mean, what the hell is going on? You can't find a role for this guy outside of just returning kicks. I, I just I I don't understand that. But uh, now I'll come to Cliff's defense a little bit. I mean, you got to keep in consideration that Hollywood Brown is playing his first games with this team. He's played. He's played five weeks with this team. He's played He's played at a very high level. But outside of that, you know, who's your legit number two receiver? You, you had Dortch fill in admirably for a while, and then you've been trying to reincorporate Rondell Moore for the last two games. And, you know, that lasted for a game and a half where that wasn't working. And finally, he kind of figured it out, and they found out how to utilize him correctly and hopefully down the road, and they'll continue to do that. Uh, but who's been like, you know, A.J. Green, they were l- relying upon him late in that Vegas game, and it just took play after play before he came through for you. He made some nice catches yesterday. Like, it's the same as last year. I mean, what DeAndre Hopkins does for you is he has he's an elite route runner. He's an elite player. He's a guy that makes plays each and every time he's called upon, and he puts these other guys 
in more accurate roles to be successful. DeAndre Hopkins is your no doubt about it wide receiver one. Holly Brown's your no doubt about it wide receiver two. And then everybody else can kind of, you know, without any pressure on their shoulders, just perform. I think that it's going to be a complete game changer for this offense. And it's and it's shown. You, I mean, it's tough. Look at what's going on in Green Bay. They can't figure it out without Devontae Adams. These guys are integral as far as the success of their offense. And he's a massive loss. You can't understate that anymore. I just think that I would like to see this offense at least one time in the absence of DeAndre Hopkins, and it's got to be this week, show that it can survive without him. Yeah, it's imperative. This is the week you cannot lay an egg against the Seattle defense that has given up ample points to damn near everybody, uh, including the Lions, including the Saints, uh, including the Falcons. You got to figure it out. Uh, The Cardinals injury updates, Bo, as it relates to yesterday, came out fairly unscathed. It sounds like Jalen Thompson. We got a lot of questions on that. Had the wind knocked out of him, presumably he should be back. Didn't have any players leave the game outside of the running back position. What's the latest with James <laughs> Conner and Daryl Williams, and can we expect Keontae Ingram potentially to get carries DA's boy come Sunday? We're not going to hear anything about James Conner until Wednesday. Uh, had the rib issue, so it, I would assume that probably means MRI. They'll have him maybe further examined. Uh, and then you've got an issue as far as a hamstring with Jonathan Ward. And then you've got, uh, you know, Daryl Williams dealing with his own stuff. And, you know, Benjamin dealt with calf cramps because he thought he had the wrong, like, under, uh, like, the, the, the tights he was wearing underneath his, his yeah. pants were too tight. So, but he, he braved through it. He performed. He scored a touchdown for him. And he said he didn't even really know that he was the only guy until, like, he just kept getting PT. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, Eno Benjamin's good to go. You know, uh, D.A., a guy who who worked out with Keontae Ingram, a six-round pick for this Arizona Cardinals team in the pre-draft process. You know, Cliff, I think he's kind of excited about him potentially being active and, and getting to play a role. They're, they're comfortable with that. They didn't work anybody out today. We'll see if that remains the same tomorrow. But as far as the running back position goes, uh, a lot of question marks. So we'll, we'll see what J.C.'s status is come Wednesday. And then the biggest one, right, is Wednesday they're going to work out Mac Prater and and see what Prater's hip if it if it can go or if they then they have to figure out what they're gonna do with the place kicking position if he can't hasn't been IR'd yet uh, but you know as Cliff said last week he was he was very uncomfortable and, and in pain with that hip yeah that hip's real deal man uh, my son had bilateral hip surgery I mean I can, I don't want to assume you know what it is but I just know that it can be it can be difficult. Right. And I mean, they could find ways to manage it, manage it. But I think that we all seen and you never wanted to get to get there. But that's why they get checks as well when it gets to the kicker. You never want it to go to the kicker, especially when you're dealing with injuries. You just sign a guy off the street. And yeah, you have the expectation to make that kick, Johnny. But I think that based on all the analysis, you know, pregame and everyone that was talking via the radio, even the broadcast, I don't think anyone thought that that kick was going in. You know, no, I mean, it was, it was, it was so bad. Yeah, yeah, I mean, no one, and you know, and, and and 
being a, a father, right, of, of kids that play sports, you just know that I just feel for the kid. You know, I've dropped passes on, you know, national, you know, television. So I know what it's like. But, you know, you just have to get up there and continue to go out there and try your hardest. And what, you know, Justin Pugh did after the game was I know that Bo had a clip of it was commendable. I mean, that's ultimate respect. It doesn't make him feel any better because he's still worried about if he's going to be on the team the next day, if he's not going to get cut. But, you know, keep swinging. That's all you can do. And shit. Hopefully next time it's going to be better. Well, I saw that video and I was immediately envious and thirsty for all the clicks and the downloads that you got. <laughs> so congratulations there. I'm also thirsty to win a flipping bet on DraftKings. I went over yesterday, gentlemen. All my parlays busted, but that's not the problem with DraftKings. They were giving me free bets left and right. They said, here, Johnny, here's 10 fictional dollars. What do I do with it? Down the toilet. New customers right now on DraftKings can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win. Get $200 back in free bets if they do. Gentlemen, if that's not enough, everyone can boost their winnings with DraftKings. Step up, same game. Parlays, you can dabble right now ahead of Raiders Chiefs. Every leg you add can boost your winnings up to 100% with payouts bigger than ever. Why would you bet on football anywhere else? You wouldn't. And to make things even sweeter, you can throw down on step up, same game parlays once per day all season long. It's simple, folks. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use that promo code PHNX. That's promo code PHNX on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See those show notes for details, Bo Brock. Keep shooting, Johnny. I know you will on that DraftKings Sportsbook app. Absolutely. And you're going you're gonna to find your stride. Uh, we've also got some pretty cool events coming up. Four Peaks. Uh, I know that we're doing our ASU hockey event later this week. It's sold out. You're going to have to find, like, on the secondary market, you're going to have to go scalp those from somebody who already has tickets because that thing sold out a long time ago because it's an incredible event. We've got more of those in the works. Stay tuned for more information. But in the meantime, crack yourself a Four Peaks cold one. Get maybe a kilt lifter, a Wow Joy Bus Wheat, maybe a pumpkin porter while it's the reason for the season. Four Peaks, got to be 21 years or older, and you got to do it responsibly. Don't be like me and lose your damn phone because you got liquored up and you lost it. Naughty Bo. It's <laughs> getting a new phone tomorrow. We'll all give out the number tomorrow on tomorrow's audio-only podcast. But Bo gets an F for awareness with his phone on Saturday night. <laughs> Here are the Cardinals who aced Pro Football Focus today after yesterday's game. Notable PFF grades. You guys wait for it all week. We give it to you for free here. Zach Allen kicking ass once again, 65.8. Hollywood Brown, gentlemen, he is the highest rated Arizona Cardinal offensive player this year. He was the highest rated player against the Eagles yesterday on offense, 73.3. Chef's kiss to that acquisition from Steve Kime. Gentlemen, guess who was the highest rated defender for the Cardinals yesterday? Uh, it was Isaiah Simmons, 74.4. If you want to check out my Twitter, at Johnny Venerable, I give a definitive breakdown of all of his advanced metrics top tackler for the team yesterday did not have a great day rushing the passer but was disruptive great tackler then i want to i want to give a shout out gentlemen sean harlow 62.3 you might say it's just slightly above average had one of the highest pass blocking grades on the team everybody including me shit on him after the first week when he was asked <laughs> to play guard he is not a guard he is a center i'm right i'm gonna tell you right now that front seven for the eagles is no joke reddick had the one sack that was it the, the offensive line for the Cardinals did well enough yesterday. The interior, I thought, was very good. And Sean Harlow should be given ample time to take over for Rodney Hudson until Rodney figures out whatever the hell is going on. I was If, if Sean Harlow can block like that against the Eagles front, then I, I'm confident in him taking the reins for as many weeks as Rodney needs. And then, of course, 
Byron Murphy, Jalen Thompson. The secondary was fantastic. Bo Brock, you look at these rankings. What stand out to you, sir? Oh man, I love I love you giving the flowers to Sean Harlow. Uh, I gotta be fair, right? Yeah, absolutely. No snap issues with Sean Harlow, and you were right. I mean, we weren't talking about him at all, and that's always great for the offensive linemen. I think there's a couple here that stand out. Kyler Murray, sixty three point nine. There was definitely the pass to Ertz down the sideline that I'm sure PFF took big notice of as far as missing Ertz on that play. He would have caught the ball and easily been out of bounds, stopped the clock late in that game. That would have been a huge play that I think Kyler definitely wanted back. And then Hollywood Brown, the 73.3, graded pretty highly despite that big drop to where I think if he catches that slant, he's probably gone. Cardinals could have graded a lot higher and probably could have won the football game um, you know, that's not in the PFF grades, but that's why some of these are a little bit lower than expected. And Byron Murphy, a little bit, you know, 73.8 seems low to me. Yeah, guys. Um, I, I mean, to me, if just watching the game, all those names are ones that, ju- that jump out. I would say with the exception of Harlow, as you said, Bo, that the fact that you don't hear his name called and, and the Eagles were number one, you know, sacks and number one, I believe it was turnovers. Not really not yeah. sure the, the specifics, but the fact that they, as you mentioned, Johnny, had only got one sack. And Kyler, maybe that was part of their game plan. They're going to do a soft rush, keep him in the pocket, right? They don't want him, you know, rushing the football. And to, for the most part, it worked until he wanted to run the football. And we know mm-hmm. the success when he rushes the ball over 10 times. And I think that he had, what, four or six, maybe for about 40, 50 yards, uh, I think, totaling the game. But to, to see Zach Allen continuing to lead that defense, you know, obviously Isaiah Simmons continuing to play, right? He played this week and made a lot of tackles, showed up. I mean, I don't necessarily – he plays like that's that hybrid position. I almost consider it like a safety, and you never want your safety making all the ta- tackles. But for yeah. someone that grades the metrics and and, and, and giving them, you know, uh, love, you, you want that. Uh, I would say for Kyler Murray, um, with an average grade, I think a guy like that, you never want him to be average. So I think that right there with the glaring interception early, obviously in the missed shot to Ertz, I think that those were probably two big checks on, on his performance for the day. Yeah, we had the GM Saul Bookman join us after our post game. During our post game, the final minute, you check that out on PHNX Sports on Twitter. He raced home from the game, from the stadium, was hoarse, and he gave love to Kyler. He called me this morning. He echoed it. He said Kyler Murray played better than it would indicate on TV. In person, he played well. And I don't think anybody can sit up here and say Kyler Murray is playing his best football. We watched him ball out last year, was the leading MVP front runner for seven or eight weeks. He's going through some shit right now, just like everybody else, but he's the catalyst offensively, so we put more of the ownership on him. Um, here's what I will say. The defense right now, if I'm Steve Kime, I'm rewarding Vance Joseph, not with an extension, but with an extra pass rusher because mm. I feel like, and I've been saying this for weeks, and Bo can attest to this, I, I think the secondary is fine. I think you can win a division with the secondary. I felt that way throughout the entire Marco Wilson's grades, Yeah, and you know what? And I put that in there purposely because I thought Marco Wilson's not getting beat for deep touchdowns. Jalen Hurts, who everybody loves Jalen Hurts, and I think he's a a great character, great young man. You know how many times he threw the football in the fourth quarter when the game was on the line? Two fourth-quarter throws, one of which should have been picked off by Jalen Thompson. So, like, the, the secondary, let's 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 be real. Secondary is playing great. They have two elite safeties. They now have an elite corner. And they got some, you know, rotational. Antonio Hamilton, we'll see if Trayvon Mullen comes back. Don't touch the secondary. It's fine. The linebackers now are playing. The defensive line is, is playing better than I thought. The pass rush stinks. The edge rushers stink. And Majay Sanders, Cameron Thomas, I want them to play more. But it's probably not realistic. I cannot. Dennis Gardak, 
I'm sorry. He missed that tackle in the open field. He is not a every down pass rusher. He is a situational guy. You loved him last best. week, Zane. Well, <laughs> in, against Carolina now. Let's let's put on our big boy pants and play and play real teams. Who's showing up? Marcus Golden right now is not the same player. It pains me to say it. He has not shown up. And then Devon Kennard got his snaps cut in half. He went from playing a large majority. He was playing 20 snaps yesterday. Steve Kime needs to pick up the phone. We need to call the Chicago Bears. We need to call the Carolina Panthers, who supposedly are going to have a fire sale. If you want to make the playoffs, you can't do I'm going to say right now, you can't do it with this pass rush. It's not good enough. It, you can get away with blitzing safeties and blitzing linebackers. Zach Allen will make his handful of plays. I think Watt can play a little bit better than he played yesterday. Those When you're, when you're running a base 3-4 with those pass rushers, you will get beat. Marcus Golden missed a critical tackle on an early down. In the in the eight play four or fourteen play eight minute drive, um, Dennis Gardeck missed the tackle to Gal- Dallas Gal- Dallas Goddard. They couldn't get any pressure on Jalen Hurts. He, I thought he had more room to operate and run, frankly. So, I, I'm at the point now where I've seen enough from this group. Five games in, get me somebody else, Bo. Yeah, I, I mean, there was also a couple of crucial mistakes in coverage when, when they did flush Jalen Hurts out. You know, there's on the on no the, doubt when, no when doubt. they put four, when they put up their 14th point, that drive you know was deep. They were pushed way back against the 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 wall there, and they had him on what third and 12, and he finds Devontae Smith. Just that was the one play. For the, that was a backbreaker, man, and that was yeah. that was more on the coverage because they they got excellent pressure on him. He had nowhere to go, but look, that I mean, that's the difference between winning and losing there. And you know, but I, I, I see it. I mean, let's let's get on the phone. Can I borrow one? Maybe we can we can get a get Carolina on, on the phone and, and find out about Brian Burns or Houston about Jerry Hughes. There, there's plenty of guys out there that can help bolster this thing and, and, and help them take a step in the right direction. But man, um, it was uh. It, Still encouraged, though. I mean, I, I think yeah. you know six points. It's the miss. It's the glaring weakness that's yeah. standing out. Yeah, because and you, and you feel can, like offensively, like you can rattle off that. all those plays. I can rattle off the play where Isaiah Simmons was egregiously held. You know, it was a big third down that they were converting. He he actually looked like he was getting solid pressure. He was you know a, a, a millisecond away from hitting Jalen Hurts, but he's getting bear hugged. It, it was. It was rough, but, man. But guys, was, uh, guys, when when they play good teams, I mean, like you said, Johnny, it's to me, it's the glaring stuff. It's teams' ability to run the football and teams with good tight ends give the Cardinals problems. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that that's what it's been. You look at these three games, and and it, it's not just it's it's really great tight ends, right? We're, we're really good yeah. quarterbacks. We're talking about Super Bowl willing teams. Obviously, the, the Eagles are probably the best balanced team that we've seen. And Goddard went out there and showed why he wants to be in the conversation of one of the best you know, tight ends in the, in the league and going against Kelsey, Kelsey had a career day. Obviously he made, you know, um, Simmons look <laughs> within himself, right. The coaches you know, too. No, like that game. That game yeah. but, 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 but guys, I mean, if you look at it, I mean, you want this team to obviously rattle off some wins, right. Build some confidence. But to me, come playoff time, come when games that are, you know, that count, right. They all count, but come that playoff time, that, that secondary part, part of the season, well, that's what that's what's concerning to me. It's how are they going to stop? Because that's when everybody can run the ball and everybody can throw, right? And usually somebody has a good tight end. How are they going to stop those teams? Where they're at playing right now, as Bo said, we keep going back and forth. I'm encouraged. They're finding ways to get off the football field, 
bend but don't break. Teams aren't scoring a lot of points. So that's the bottom line. You won't, you know, if they go out and win, you know, divisional game or win a Super Bowl and they allow only 20 points a game, we're not talking about the fact that, you know, t- tight ends or running backs had days. We're talking about the fact that they held teams below 20 points and the offense was doing their thing, right? But the fact that we've seen they haven't had this ability to win consistently where, you know, these things jump out at us. You know, you go on an eight minute drive and you make these errors and everybody wants to point the finger. It was a collective effort, but they had an opportunity to win against a very good team. And I think that's why those that know the sport are encouraged by their play yesterday. I want to get to a couple comments here. People are giving Kelvin Beecham right tackle for the Cardinals a hard time. They're going after him. They're going after him. He, if you look at the group as a whole this year, I mean, outside of Rodney Hudson's inconsistencies, he's been probably the weak link of the group. Now he's in a the last year of his deal. He's older player. He has earned, I think, the respect. I know he's earned the respect of the locker room, and especially Sean Coogler. I don't anticipate any kind of move off of Kelvin Beecham outside of injury. I know people, including myself, want to see Josh Jones. That job is waiting for Josh Jones in 2023. He will be the right tackle of this team. He looked dominant at times. I get it in the preseason. But I, I don't anticipate it's a long season. Now, I think what we don't talk about is the fact that DJ Humphreys is, has returned to form after last year and looks like a Pro Bowl tackle. Uh, you know, Justin Pugh gave this team a lift yesterday. The offensive line was not the problem yesterday. I know somebody was getting on me in the chat about Jordan Davis, you know, giving Sean Harlow a hard time. Okay, if Sean Harlow gave up a, a play or two to Jordan Davis, the first-round defensive tackle out of Georgia, like, so be it. But I – I thought Kyler was given ample time. This, you know how many sacks this offensive line has given up? And I know sacks aren't everything. They've given up seven sacks in five games. That's it. That you're on pace to give up what, like 25 sacks in a season? <laughs> there were seasons in which the Cardinals in a 16 game season would give up 60 plus sacks. Now Kyler mitigates a lot of that because he he scrambles around. But I I don't know this this offensive line. There there are so many positives right now. That's why it's so maddening, Bo. That like they can't score points. A lot of other right. things are working better than you thought. Well, it, it still comes down to the, the slow starts. I, I think that's yeah. the biggest key as far as the offense, and they, they've just got to figure it out. They just have to play better this time. They've been talking about it at nauseum. You see it, it. It's a mix between the play calling and the lack of execution, and that, you know, you, you've got to come out of the gates hot and, and you know, at least play complimentary football to start the game instead of in the second half. And and that's, we just haven't seen that. And they've been playing from behind. You can't even run your, you know, your offense. We haven't even seen the Arizona Cardinals offense and what they envision it of being once. So it, it's pretty wild. Uh, yeah. I mean, that Eagles defense got nine sacks against Carson Wentz in one game, nine sacks. Kyler Murray has been sacked seven times in five games. It's absolutely wild. Uh, exactly to your point, Johnny. I mean, we would have been dropping to our knees, praying every night for the Cardinals, the football gods, to get an offensive line that could perform just, at that level. Just think about it. The defense is ahead of schedule, way ahead of schedule. The offensive line has been good, despite injuries to Rodney Hudson and Justin Pugh. Hollywood Brown has been a revelation. Has been as you, everybody would have, and their mother would have signed up for this the minute they traded for him. They said he's going to be top ten in receiving, and yet they're two and three because the offense can't score points every like so many you've we've checked so many boxes and then you look at the statistics and they're like oh yeah this is all working and yet it's not working with the offense and i i would put most of that on cliff and whether or not he's trending up or trending down I want to remind everybody it is hot still yeah I, I haven't lived in arizona too long but i know here in mid-october da it is still in the 90s so it's important to hydrate hydrate um with liquid death maybe hydrate with the tap water whatever you got going on but be sure, get your fluids, 
Uh, if you want to learn more about hydration, the education with a visit azhealth.gov for more information. Are they going to tell you to murder your thirst with liquid death over at azhealth.gov? Uh, be, I don't know if they nice. use that terminology. <laughs> Maybe a that couple small sips. They're Somebody hip. They're cool. That. Yeah. Somebody <laughs> may, I mean, it's called liquid death. I don't think that's a stretch. Yeah. So. Well, let's let's actually not murder anything, but let's up your game as far as your style, your your feng shui. You know, get that get living right and get your living room pimped out a little bit with the uh, More Furniture Fall Sale. Check out morefurniture.com. Plus, you'll receive a $100 gift card for every $1,000 you spend. Great deal. Check out more, morefurniture.com. When we're doing our preview show, when we're doing our post-game halftime show here at PHNX Cardinals, we're hanging out in some swanky-ass More Furniture. You should do the same, morefurniture.com. Time for these gentlemen's least favorite segment of the week. It's when I, by myself, get to pick who's trending up and trending down for the Arizona Cardinals. Emma, producer Emma extraordinaire, let's do it. Here's who's trending up for the Redbirds after their loss. Hey, we already talked about it. It's everybody on the defense led by Byron Murphy. Byron Murphy right now is the classic year four. Let's get paid. Let's make money. I'm 24 years old. And I have gone from, remember everybody was talking, it was just a slot corner. We don't play him on the slot. Now it's like, hey, he's going to blanket your number one receiver, and you'll like it. And I also like Isaiah Simmons. We talked about him already. Team lead, 13 tackles. Just let Isaiah be Isaiah. I, I put this out on Twitter, gentlemen. Do not touch him, Vance Joseph, as much as you'd love to have him paired up against the slot receiver. Maybe Tyler Lockett next week. Reserve your better judgment and let him just operate in the middle of the field and clean up. Uh, you know, free running players. And then lastly, listen, Rondell Moore, it was not pretty in the first half. And I'm going to put a lot of that on Cliff Kingsbury. But damn it, when they started letting him go vertically and run routes down the field, you saw what this kid can do. 68 yards, most of that came in the second half. Let him run free for the love of God in the secondary and compliment what Hollywood can do underneath until he can get that vertical game going. I, I am hopeful that Rondell Moore, gentlemen, can build on what we saw on Sunday because I think they unlocked something in the second half, Bo. Yeah, they did. Byron Murphy confirmed, got that dog in him, no doubt about it. I think an MRI results this morning for Byron Murphy. He's that don't, dude right now. Harris with an MRI you, talk now. You love it. You love it. Uh, Byron Murphy was solid. As you mentioned, Marco picked on, and then A.J. Brown went bye-bye. We didn't hear from him the rest of the game. He's on a milk carton. That's solid. And, and Rondell Moore, yeah, I mean, the two rushes for negative seven yards, it was just like you're pounding your fist on your tape, your more furniture during the game. Like, come on, let's figure this out as far as his role. It became like a parody of itself at one point. Yeah. And then something just clicked, right? One of those screens, you know, he was able to take on a big third down conversion and move a drive and then ended up with, what, uh, seven catches on eight targets for 68 yards. You love to see it from Rondell Moore. That's exactly – you saw some down-the-field plays from Rondell Moore. No doubt about it. One guy I'm bummed is not on this list because of an injury, and James Conner finally had a pretty decent game toting the rock yesterday, D.A. I liked what I saw between the tackles. He made a play out of the backfield with a big catch. Uh, it's unf- Hopefully he doesn't miss any time because I liked what I saw from James Conner before he bowed out with that rib injury. Yeah, James is complete. He can run between the tackles, you know, get that additional yardage and has great hands out of the backfield. I, I was happy with Rondell Moore's performance. I think that it's 
putting him in bad position. And I know that we talked about it last week. He looked pedestrian last week when he when he, he came back. He just looked slow, like he shouldn't have been on that football field. So it was good to see him get out there, be explosive, Bo, as you mentioned, reverse field, get that first down on what it seemed like third and 16, third and 17, and just run to the open spaces. I don't think that Rondell is going to be a guy that can beat maybe receivers one-on-one, but I think that if he could find the zone and run like maybe like a Tyreek Hill type of uh, role where he's just going deep or he's finding zone where he could extend plays where it's space. I think that that's where he'll really excel. Simmons, uh, jury's still out. I still want to see him continue to to get better, right? It's just, it's one game. Philly was good, right? But as I said, rather, I want to see him rather um, being being active rather than being, re, you know, reacting. And then Murphy's, as you guys said, he's a dog. He's playing physical. If it's the number one receiver, he doesn't shy away from competition yet, and he shows up in, and performs. So, you know, kudos to the kid, John. As you said, it's, it's a contract year, so get paid. I like that, reacting, acting instead of reacting with Isaiah Simmons, and I feel like best way for him to do that is by playing snaps. Yeah, he's He's been exposed to such little football. Uh, since he's been to Arizona, and that is criminal. And now he's playing, and the Cardinals are, are prospering because of it, defensively at least. Let's look who's trending down for the Redbirds. We're going to start with the head coach, Cliff Kingsbury. Listen, he's taking the arrows. Uh, he hasn't been great through five games. I, I, I love Cliff Kingsbury, the person. Got this team to the playoffs. He earned that. He was as red hot as any offensive play caller when the Cardinals were 10-2. We have not seen that gentlemen so far this year we have not seen cliff the best of cliff kingsbury he has cost them games i thought there were yardage to be had in the first half and they were getting cute with the end around garbage and i think either frank sanders or bo it was you who said this on the post game yesterday when they do that stuff with rondell moore the the horizontal stuff it's it deflates the whole team like the whole team can sense it and then everybody gets down and i feel like that's a part of what's ailing them offensively it's just like can we just line up and run at people can we line up and run real routes like an nfl franchise he he was getting ripped to shreds on yesterday social media he's now the number one coach in vegas with the firing of matt rule to be fired next tbd on that there's a lot of football left to be played i like cliff i'm rooting for him here's who i'm not rooting for to come back at least matt amandola goodbye matt i don't want to see you in seattle this weekend i would rather get a street free agent kicker I want no part of you kicking in. That's that what stadium. he was, Johnny. That's what <laughs> yeah. he was. Go back to the streets. Back <laughs> to the streets you go, Matt. I don't want to see you around. Goodbye forever. He had no business being on this team after missing a game winner with uh, Kansas City earlier this year. He's stealing money. And then uh, I'm, I'm going to put the stadium board operator on this list as well. Listen, <laughs> um, first and 10. It was not first and 10, and our franchise quarterback thought it was. So do better, stadium operator. Yeah, uh, I think it appeared that everybody had it. Everybody thought it was a first down, Johnny. Right? So I mean, you can't blame Kyler and Cliff for not knowing what it was. I already gave their, them their blame yesterday. And now I'm coming for the stadium operator. He probably, he was stadium fair, fair enough. I mean, situational awareness. I mean, just with that rule. I mean, it shouldn't have came down to that, guys. They had opportunities to win. I know that people want to point the finger and point the blame. Hey, you just have to be – you have to play better collectively. Amendola, I mean, I know it sucks, kid. Wish you luck. If it's here somewhere else, that's part of the game. You got to make those kicks. You got to capitalize on opportunities. Cliff, I mean, we 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 have that expectation. But I know that Rule got fired, and I heard somewhere that they still owe him $40 million. That's 800 and some thousand for the next whatever months. That's, that's a good way to go out. <laughs> I mean, I'm just, yeah. I'm just saying that's – 
a good way to go out. Hopefully that that isn't the case with Cliff. I think he has time to turn it around. I don't foresee anything happening during the season unless the Cardinals absolutely implode. And the way that this team has been fighting offensively and and has had you know responded since the second quarter of last game, that they, they want to win football games. There's fight there. I think that they're just in a season of where they're trying to figure out who they are offensively. And I and I really feel as though that Vance Joseph is that big ass band aid holding that wound. Right. I mean, that's what I feel like. The defense is holding like you got shot with a you know buckshot, but you just got a, a regular ass bandaid that you're putting over it right now. Just trying to figure it out, because that's what it appears, guys. Like we know that winning in the NFL is hard. Right. And we know that any time that your defense is undermanned and you're being creative and you're doing everything that you can and stars aren't being stars, yet you're holding teams to 20 points. You know, Super Bowl champs, the undefeated team, the most balanced team in the, in the National Football League. And you're holding them to 20 points like that. If, if I'm Vance Joseph, I'm going to bed comfortable. Like, I'm like, where's my extension? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, where, where, where's my extension? Right. Like, I mean, and I know that maybe people doesn't talk about people don't talk about it because they're two and three. Right. And they don't have a favorable, you know, record right now, but it's still early. Right. And I think the two next games is it, is it Seattle and uh, New Orleans are the two next games. Yeah. Seattle and New Orleans. I mean, they have a great opportunity for this offense to get on track. guys. Yeah. Uh, if, if um, Jake Elliott can return for Philly, go get Michael Dicker who just kicked against you. I mean, get, get anybody else and, and maybe find a free agent scoreboard operator as well. So Johnny can sleep a little bit better at night. He doesn't have to pop. Johnny, the didn't you kick it? Bethine Cookman, don't you? (laughs) (laughs) Can I just say that that person, uh, Bo, probably feels terrible this morning, and we all make mistakes. But but do better. That's all I'm going to say. Do better. (laughs) Do better. How about Steve Wilkes getting the opportunity in Carolina? Al Holcomb, the offensive coordinator, running it back. All I have to say is thank the good Lord above. The Cardinals have already played the Panthers. Well, in the the pan, well, no, I no, I, I would say that it, they game. could probably they, they could figure out their offensive woes a little bit easier. I mean, Carolina is just tank mode now, but you know, Steve Wilkes, he, he now he has to PJ Walker, the poor guy is never going to get to coach a team that has decent quarterback play. He's eleven point dog going against the L.A. Rams. I looked it up. So when Steve Wilkes was the Cardinals head coach, he lost to the Rams thirty four nothing. And then he lost 31 to nine. That's a mm. deficit of 65 to nine mm. from uh, Steve Wilkes against the Rams. So if that's something to maybe look ahead to on the DraftKings Sportsbook app, but uh, you feel for the guy. I mean, it's good that he got another opportunity, but damn, this isn't exactly the best circumstances for old Steve Wilkes. Happy, happy for him though. He's back in the league and hopefully he can, parlay, he can have a good season and, and he can parlay this into another DC job. Uh, Cause he is an NFL coach. He just, I don't know if you, the people who say he was set up for failure, like on oh, that whole thing was, was poorly handled by Michael Bidwell because you should have fired your GM too. And I think fans agree with that. If you're going to fire Steve Wilkes, you got to fire the guy who hired him. But yeah, it's a lot of moving parts in the NFL. I know people want to talk about Cliff's job security. We're going to let that simmer throughout the course of the season. I don't think anybody feels like this team has quit on Cliff Kingsbury. They are still very much in the playoff race. They're one game back of the division lead. And Cliff has shown when you count him out, he he does rally. Now the offense has to be better, DA. But I, I mean, I, I keep going back to the fact like it has to improve by default. You get Hopkins back, you, your your schedule starts to lighten up a little bit. The Seahawks are so bad defensively. If if this team does not go into Seattle 
and at least put up 28 points, 27 points, it is going to be, I mean, the heat on Cliff Kingsbury, Hopkins returning or not, is going to be 100% worse than it is right now. Agreed, Johnny. But, I mean, as I'm looking in the chat, I mean, is this, damn, is this the Seahawks chat? I mean, they're giving hella love to Geno Smith in the chat. I mean, I, I mean, okay. But, I mean, yeah. I mean, to me, to your point, Johnny, let's just go there. What goes down must go up, right? I mean, the Cardinals offense has been teetering right around – you know, I mean, I'd say below expectations, right? So, yeah. you know, they have to get it together, whether it's, you know, running the ball early or trying to run the ball early or, and not doing reverses and bubble screens. I mean, I don't know. I'm not the coach, but, I mean, we want to see more production from that offense. Maybe it's getting Kyler involved and doing some – spreading the team out, doing some design run and just getting the ball past the 50-yard line, right? I think the fans would be happy with just some type of movement Mm-hmm. Um, but they got to, you know, it's a tough one, a divisional game. And I think that everyone expected to be, you know, easy. And I'm going to throw this back out to you guys. Is it a shootout in Seattle? Uh, is it going mean, to be over 40 defense points? defense can play a little bit better. You know, maybe, you know, there's more, more, more film out on Geno Smith. And I, I got to imagine at some point he comes back down to earth. He's not going to play like this the entire season. I'd be shocked by that. He threw um, some bad picks against the Saints yesterday. He too. did, and and you had Taysom Hill running like he was uh, an RB one, and that he's we know that's not the damn case. He had four total tutties in that game, so um, it's the, the Cardinals. This needs to be the game that they get this offense back on track, and if not, you know Cliff is going to continue to lose sleep over this, and I've got a remedy for him. You know, even if it's not him just getting a big old fat buyout, it's uh, OGs. They're doing something completely different. I mentioned it a little bit. They've got their uh, sleep edition gummy that you can't sleep on. You've got you've got the OG's flavoring dreams two to one THC to CBM ratio gummy. The CBM is what helps you get to sleep and stay asleep. And uh, you got to try the sleep edition gummy, which has aquaberry as its flavor. Highly recommend you check them out online. OGsbrands.com. That's O-G-E-E-Z brands.com. Check them out on Instagram as well. Got to be 21 years or older. You can find them. At your local dispensary also yeah you know what i've lost a lot of money gambling lately but i'm looking to rally and i'm looking to rally on underdog fantasy because guess what friends you can search in the app store click on the link in the show notes use that promo code phnx underdog fantasy is going to double your first deposit up 100 i need free money and i'm going to get it with underdog fantasy i'm going to dabble that's promo code phnx get in on the action today you can bet on tonight's game Chiefs, Raiders, whether or not you think Mahomes is going to go over for his touchdown total, whether or not you think that Fraud McDaniels is going to continue to hold back the Raiders and Devontae Adam. Go right now, promo code PHNX, sign up for Underdog Fantasy. Also check out our guy Howard Balzer cranking out articles on the reg at gophnx.com. Become a member, just under 60 bucks for the entire year. You got unlimited access to not only PHNX Cardinals, but the plethora of PHNX programming and the premier written content that we have at gophnx.com. Dot com And then you can dabble at the PHNX Merchandise Locker. We've got two of the hottest shirts in the Valley, both Cardinal-themed right now. The Hollywood Hills sign, the touchdown shirt. They're available for you right now. If you become a member right today, just under 60 bucks for the year, you get a free T-shirt. No problem. Hollywood Hills sign. I'm waiting for mine. We saw the GM Saul Bookman strutting <laughs> around in his celebratory touchdown shirt. He had the Hollywood on today. Oh, my goodness. And he's like, where's your guys's? And I'm like, well, can I have one? Can I cop one for free? But he said, nope. So I'm a company man. I'm putting in my order. You should, too. Gentlemen, I feel like we got some positives. 
Another positive would be if everybody likes this video right now, help share the old YouTube algorithm. We're going to be back later this week to continue to preview the Seattle Seahawks hosting the Arizona Cardinals. Be sure to like, subscribe, leave us a five-star wherever you get your podcast. For DA Damian Anderson, Bull Brock, I'm Johnny Venerable. We'll be back tomorrow. Peace!